yeah, let's move on to the co-main event. Uh, Bilal Muhammad comes through as uh, cashes as a plus one ninety five underdog with the unanimous unanimous decision victory over Wonderboy Thompson. A crazy thirty twenty five. I don't think anybody has ever done that to Wonderboy. Uh, Muhammad by decision comes through at plus three fifty. The over two and a half rounds which was a very popular play throughout the week. Over two and a half rounds, cash at minus 275. Fight goes a distance, yes, cash at minus, or yeah, cash at minus 225. And uh, yeah, Bilal Muhammad comes through. Liam, what did you have? What did you think about this one? Yeah, so um, no bets here for me. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty glad overall that I didn't end up pulling the trigger on anything here. Um, because I, I would have leaned Wonder Boy pre-fight. I thought this was going to be you know a winnable spot for him. I didn't love the small cage, but I thought that you know based on the style I've seen from him recently, he's been planting his feet a little bit more. He's been throwing more punches, a little more active there. You know, I think a lot of times I've seen Bilal be single leg happy, and I thought that Wonder Boy would be able to defend that. And um, you know, I thought that Bilal fought a perfect fight. I think we talked about it a little bit pre-fight. Um, you know, if you want to fight Wonder Boy, you got to get close to him. You got to prevent him from getting into a rhythm. You got to, uh, you know, establish something early. And Bilal got on him early and never let him off the hook. And I think what he did different uh, than Gilbert was he tried to threaten him with punches and like strikes. Uh, it wasn't the threat of a submission. And he used the threat of strikes to advance positions as well and get you thinking about one thing, covering up, uh, you occupying hands and using it to advance his position on the ground. And so he was actually able to implement the same game plan more effectively um, and probably with a little bit more foresight. Uh, I think Gilbert had like the broad tools to win the fight, right? He's got good grappling. He's got good wrestling. He's got pretty decent cage cutting. But that was it. You know, it didn't all flow together very well. That's why it was a close, hard-fought win there for uh, Gilbert Burns. This was actually a much more clear route for Palal Muhammad, and he almost finished him in the first round. Um, kind of thought that that should have been should have been called or could have been called. And um, you know, Palal Muhammad just can't finish a sandwich. Huh? That's what I, uh, I I found myself saying after that. Like, how many fights can the guy have? Um, and this was like a fight where he came through so big and just couldn't find that finish. You know, Wonder Boy seemed like he was a little bit content to ride it out till, uh, you know, the, the end of the fight. And I literally saw moments in round two where Wonder Boy was looking up at the ceiling, like reevaluating life. Like, what am I going to do next? You know, what should, where, where should I move? You know, what should I, like, he's just like thinking about all the things going on in life, holding on to Bilal in the half guard. I'm like, for, for fuck's sake, this one's over. Yeah, he didn't look good. And I'll say this, like Bilal Muhammad made it look easy against Wonderboy tonight, but I feel like a lot lesser fighters go in there and just get starched by Wonderboy trying to do the same thing. But again, with that said, 30-25, 30-26, unreal performance. But again, with that said, boring, boring, boring fight. And we like it because we're purists, but... As far you know, you go look on Twitter, uh, everyone was shitty on that fight. Just everyone was shitty on just people wanted to see Wonder Boy's style and they saw Bilal Muhammad 
wrestle fuck him for 15 minutes. And again, uh, the small cage, I feel like was something that a lot of people didn't, uh, didn't factor in. I, I, and this, it was a huge factor. Muhammad took two steps forward and he was in the space. He was, he could have got him easily. And wonder boy had a lot less angles to work with. He had no space. And, uh, yeah. Um, and with you, what you said, Bilal Muhammad is, he's a decision machine. He improves to 11 and three since coming into the UFC in 2016. And if you've bet a hundred dollars on him to win by decision in every fight that he's had since then, you're up $1,142. So he's been just a complete decision machine. And then as far as wonder boy goes, uh, I feel like he should, if that was the end of his contract, which again, seems to be kind of the thing that happens with a lot of these end of the year, December fight cards is they, they kind of just try to rush these guys who are on the last fight of their contract out the door before the end of the calendar year. If that's the case with wonder boy, uh, wonder boy should go to Bellator and we should finally get to see wonder boy versus Michael Venom page. Because that I that would be just it actually might be a staring contest, but even if it is, it'll be in Bellator and it won't be a. It, it, <laughs> and they've never done that before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just I, I feel like let's make it happen. And also, I'll say this before we move on to the next fight to the main event. It's fitting that both Wonder Boy and Tyron Woodley took gigantic L's tonight. Uh, kind of an end of an era for both those dudes in their, you know, the peak of their combat sports career, basically coming to an end. One guy coming to a halting screech, and uh, the other guy kind of easing off. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> uh, anything else you want to say about that one before we move on to the main event? I don't know if this is crazy, but I, just thinking about who's next for Wonder Boy if he is still with the UFC. There's somebody else that doesn't have many fights left on their deal. Nathan Diaz looking for a fight. What do you think about that one? Wonder Boy against Nate Diaz? Hey, it's a bounce back for Wonder Boy. The UFC gets what they want, which is Nate Diaz leaving on an L potentially. But it's also a fight that Nate wants because it's not a fight where somebody wrestle fucks him to death. It's just an idea. I'm just throwing something out, seeing if it sticks. It's fucking 5.08 in the morning. Maybe I'm crazy. That was just what stood out to me looking at the rankings real quick. I was like, where else does Wonder Boy go from here, you know? Who else does he fight that's, like, really fun? Wow, that might be so crazy. Michelle Pereira? Yeah, no, but... Uh, <laughs> that would be violent. Yeah, that might be so crazy it works, though, uh, with with Nate. Wow, that'd be a good one. I like it, dude. That would be like so. It. That would be really. It would be like the nicest guy ever against the biggest dick in the industry. Yeah, <laughs> that would, I think yeah. that's nice uh, parody. You know, it'd be nice to see those guys at a press conference. Yeah, that would be wild. What a just stylistic clash that would be, and like not even taking anything away. Like Nate is really good at what he does, but just he's so unorthodox. And so is Wonder Boy. That would be wild. Yeah. See this? You know what Dana White looks for, Al Mac? It's not a great fight. It's interesting. Yeah. We found something interesting. 
And then uh, to pivot to Muhammad before we move on, I feel like the 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 go to is just to run back the Leon Edwards eye poke rematch, right? Because they're both sitting out in purgatory. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I, I would also, uh, you know, I'd like to see that Comzat fight. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I feel like um, Bilal's the kind of guy who would say yes to that fight. You know, I just I, I'm looking around, going, not a lot of guys want to say yes to that fight. Yeah, Bilal's you, on a big win streak. That would be the credibility I think Jemayev needs to get that you know title shot. Maybe if not the title shot, then the next uh, like the Colby fight, the next step up, something big. Yeah, I, that's what exactly what I was about to say. The only problem is that I don't know if that's a good matchup just size wise for Muhammad because he's. Oh, it's I a always, horrible, horrible yeah. matchup for Bilal. I full disclosure, right? Uh, I think um, what's a good matchup for Bilal? Um, we we just five, we, we just saw it. <laughs> yeah, Masvidal. That's not a good matchup for him either, necessarily. I just mean like what's winnable for him in the top, like you know, the top of the rankings. Maybe Masvidal. <laughs> um, yeah, he would never, ever, ever take that fight though. <laughs> Never. What about he, Magny? Magny's ranked up there, and you know he's a guy that people aren't normally jumping out of bed for his fights, like Bilal Muhammad. Maybe we match those guys up and have a, a milk toast uh, welterweight welterweight fight to go in the middle of a fight night somewhere in Wichita, or you know, I'm just throwing out ideas again. <laughs> yeah, Chance Wagers has a good point. Uh, Bilal Muhammad called out everybody, but he left Chamayev's name out. <laughs> that is pretty funny. A lot of guys avoiding that. But as you said, I think that that would be – and another factor is that a lot of these guys, um, they if they're smart, they take a calculated loss and fight Shemaev now like uh, the Leech did because he's going to beat a lot of people and he's going to get a lot better. So, you know, take a calculated loss and lose to him now. Uh who so knows, that way man? You get the rematch when he's the champion in five years. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, take the Le- the Leon Edwards uh, route. Well, no, never mind. Anyways, mm-hmm. we we've gone too long on this one. Let's-